0: Well, welcome everyone to Blackhawk Church. My name is Matt. I'm one of the pastors on staff here. Welcome to everybody live in the room right now. Hey, and would you all help me right now? Join me in welcoming everyone who is joining us online. So welcome to everyone who's watching right now. Welcome to Blackhawk downtown, welcome to Blackhawk Fitchburg, welcome to our Gospel Fusion venue, to all of you from our Chinese venue, Dijon Zimei Ping An, Uh, welcome to everyone who is watching online. Look, we are one church in a lot of different locations, and it's great to have a chance to be together, however it is that we are together right now. So uh, if you've been around Blackhawk at all... I mean, for any period of time, you're probably aware of this transition that is taking place. And I'm not just talking about the transition of us coming back to where we can meet together kind of after we have moved through as much as we have with COVID. No, I'm talking about a leadership transition that actually you began to hear about January of 2020, where Chris announced that he was going to be stepping down as our senior pastor and that happening as of the end of June twenty twenty one. Well, we are there at this point. And so, back at that time in January, we started to have conversations. And as a teaching team, we decided that uh, maybe we would do a unique series uh, in the month of June that we uh, that we put together that um, is titled "Because of His Grace. And we decided that in that series, we would do something fun. We told Chris, we're going to give you two weeks to be able to talk about, like, Whatever it is that you want, whatever messages you would want to be able to give to the church. And then we also decided that on the 27th, the last Sunday of uh, the month, which is next week, that we would be able to gather together online at our sites and venues or here live in the room to be able to really look at and celebrate what God has done in our church over the last 27 years. But then we had this one week, the 20th, today, and, and, and we decided, as, as we looked at it, maybe it could be kind of fun to put Chris and Becky on the hot seat a little bit and to get them up front and to be able to just ask them some different questions. And so we decided to, uh, to poll our staff and different volunteers to come up with some different questions that we thought would be good for them to be able to answer. And, uh, and let me just tell you that Chris thought this was... A really dumb idea. So <laughs> in fact, this is what he had to say about it just a couple of weeks ago. Look at this really quick.
1: And then on the 20th, uh, the next senior pastor, Matt Metzger is going to come up here. We're going to do a Q&A. He's going to ask me uh, questions about ministry and stuff like that. That sounds so boring. I can't imagine <laughs> anybody wants to actually come to that. So there you have it, there
0: you have it. So just be prepared today for the most boring Sunday you have ever experienced, and with that, will you join me in welcoming to the stage, Chris and Becky Dolson.
1: <laughs> all
0: right. All right. Most boring Sunday boring. of all time. Boring, 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 Here boring, we go. Boring. I'm
1: just gonna go to sleep right now, man. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? Who really? really cares? Who really cares? Yeah. Yeah. whatever is he such thinks. A good Who start? cares? Right? Really? Yeah.
0: yeah. That, right. that should have been the title. Who of cares? That was been good. Yeah. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. That would be I solid. don't care. Yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> okay. So, um, I mean, first off, it is it is actually really fun to be able to be sitting here in this moment with you guys because, uh, you know, to have the chance to be involved with all of these different events. That we are doing is as you close out this time of you being senior pastor, to be involved with those, but then to think back, the first event that you all were ever a part of at Blackhawk Church, uh, I actually got to be involved with that one, too, because that was Rachel's and my wedding day, the very first time, that, and that was the day that I met Chris and Becky. Yeah, yeah. you can clap for that if you want. I don't know yeah. if that's a clap-worthy <laughs> yeah. thing, but... Wow. Feel free. I know. Yeah, that was the awkward clap. Yeah, like, are we clapping yeah. or are we not clapping? So, are they clapping because you married her, or you I, I, we met? I'm, I don't know. What is that about? <laughs> yeah. So, There's. Okay. A, are
1: you asking me questions? Yeah. Now? Yeah. That's right. Sorry. I'm still the senior brother. <laughs> right. Is that right? That's right. Like eleven more days. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. All right. That's Sorry.
0: right. We actually. Okay. We have a picture of uh, of you all right when you arrived at Blackhawk, and also Rachel and me on our wedding day. There it is right there. Look at those. We look. At, we all look exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. That's
1: true. Yeah.
0: I dye my hair yeah, gray now. Right. So actually,
1: Rachel does look Rachel the same. Rachel actually does <laughs> look the same. Yeah. Sorry. So yeah.
0: That's incredible. Yeah. So, I mean, thinking back to that time, it's just amazing to think through all that God has done as we move to this place. So, like I said, we came up with some different questions that we wanted to be able to talk to you, uh, you know, you both about. And, uh, so the title of the series that we came up with kind of all together is Because of His Grace, which is, Chris, the way that you, um, it's really the way that you sign pretty much any email or letter that comes from you. Right. It's a phrase that I know for the two of you has been big because when the two of you, if you get to know Chris and Becky at all, you know that when you look at what's gone on here over the last 27 years, it's because of God's grace. Yep. Amen. You all say this has nothing to do with you and everything to do with God. Mm-hmm. So what I'd love for you to talk about is where are some places where you've seen that happen? Not just in the 27 years, but really in you all landing here at Black Hawk in the first place.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because of its grace, because it's absolutely true. We totally believe that. So for starters, you know, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I shared this story about I didn't send my resume uh, to Madison. I didn't send it to Blackhawk. Yeah, uh, you
0: kind of left everybody hanging yeah, with that one. You and, put it out there. Yeah, and... it was a great
1: sermon. I didn't close the story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sunshine sent the resume, yeah. uh, which comes in real handy. Can we just it, give a round of applause yeah, for yeah. Becky?
2: Well, actually, actually, it's really good that I did because... I do not like cold weather. I, Amen. yes. Amen. Yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. And whenever it gets really cold, he just looks at me and said, "You sent the resume." Yeah. I had no idea this we'd is your be fault. here. I had no idea we'd be here 27 years. Yeah.
1: That it's actually the truth when re- these real frigid days, I just point to her and I go, "Don't blame me. You sent the resume." So, uh so that's because of his God's grace. I mean that had yeah. So the whole idea because of God's grace is like it's not about me. It's because of what God uh, has done. So it's just like when, you know, when we came here, you know, I didn't, in Shreveport, I was in Shreveport, Louisiana for 10 years, and I didn't have a staff in Shreveport. So I came here, we had a small staff of about, you know, three other people. Your mother-in-law was one of those people on staff. That's right. And so there was a pastor named Mark and a pastor named Jeff, and uh, they were great people. And, uh, you know, I had confidence in them and everything like that. And I didn't even know to have staff meetings. So like that's a great leader, right? You know? Like so finally Mark comes and says, "I think we should have a staff meeting." And I look at him and I go like, "Why?" <laughs> like, you're a great leader. Like why do we He said, "Well, maybe we, you know, we should pray for the church." I go, "Good. Uh, I that's can do a that." A great idea. Yeah, well, yeah, we should let's try do that. that. So, you know, it's just like all the messages in the first year or so were the messages that we'd done in Shreveport and because I was busy meeting new people Mm. And trying to figure out Madison and stuff like that, so I would just take old messages. So when I preached those messages in in Shreveport, like we, we experienced like no growth, you know, at all. I mean, we were 140 people on Easter Sunday, you know, if the Nortons and Atkinson's actually showed up, because you know, they had the biggest were, family. Right. Got it? Yeah. yeah, got it. So uh, and here I started preaching the same, the very same, the me- same ones, the very same messages, and then we started to see pretty rapid growth right away. And so, like Sunshine and I would look at each other, and kind of go,
2: "It ain't you." <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> and so, and like we believe it. It's yeah, I do. I did the same thing. So it's the same messages. I mean, really. And it. It. And here it was different. And so we go. That praise God that that it's, took place like that.
2: It's because of God's grace. Because of His grace. He just.
1: So um, all kinds of things where some people have this idea about leadership. It's like you look down, you know, a leader prays, he looks down the future and he can see what's going to happen. It's very clear to him. And this is the way, this is the way we're going to go. Man, that ain't me at all. <laughs> like, for me, the future is like a fog to me. I can't see the future. It's really totally foggy. Yeah,
0: okay, that line that you're saying right there, the future is a, is a fog, you actually use that line in a service back in Blackhawk, early summer 2000. Yeah, May, the, May,
1: May 2000. Everyone
0: gathered together at Monona Terrace. Yeah,
1: yeah. Big defining moment for uh, our church. So uh, let me explain what happened. So in 19, uh, so when we came uh, to, the church was at Whitney Way when we came. It was 12,000 square feet. And so uh, we started growing rapidly. So then we added on right there. So in the spring of 96, we broke ground and we finished in 97. And so now we were 12,000 square feet, 64,000 square feet. Well, now growth really started happening. Mm. So we had a, all these services, like at three in the morning, one in the evening. <laughs> so it's You mean three services
0: in the morning, not three, three in the morning. Three. Right. Yeah. 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 I just wanted to be clear on that. Yeah. We're not that crazy. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> We were probably going in that direction, though. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. So the thing is, is that the room was small, and we kept telling people in the other services, yeah, that service is full, too, and that one's full, and I really think people didn't believe us. So it's like, I need people to actually believe that we're actually growing. And so we rented Monona Terrace, the only time we ever did that. So on a Sunday, we went to Monona Terrace, so everybody could look around the room and go, are all these people part of Blackhawk? So like, you know, and so then the message was basically, so we had just built a building. Yeah. The paint was wet. Yep. Oh, we're outgrowing it. So like people looked at me as the leader and go like, what are we going to do? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, uh, I, you know, I went on this run once in this, uh, you, know the, you know, these big towers that they yeah. have around here. So... <laughs> It was a foggy morning, and I couldn't see the top of the tower. You know, I was running up this hill. I couldn't see the top. Of course, I could see the base, and these towers have these massive cables that are holding it up. And it was just like God saying to me, "You don't need to see where this goes. You just need to focus on the foundation. Mm-hmm. You know, it goes someplace. You can't see that." And I thought, "That's the future. I don't know what's going to happen in the future. God's got the future." I need to work on the base. So to me, that was a seminal moment for us. So it's like, what's the base at Black Hawk Church? The Bible, <laughs> the Bible, yeah. yep. and the gospel, yep. and reaching people who are lost without Christ. And so the message at Menona Terrace was, I don't know where this is going, future's of fog, but the base, we're gonna be about, the, I love the series you're gonna do, Rooted. It's basically the same thing. This is what we're about, this is what the Bible teaches, and that's what I'm responsible for. God's got the future.
0: That's actually the reason why we decided to land on this next series, is to go back to the places where we're rooted. And the reason why I remember you saying that, that, that phrase, that, that service at Monona Terrace, was Rachel and I, before we were here, tw- over 20 years ago, we were living in Colorado, and we sensed that God was doing something inside of us, and it was time for us to move from the ministry that we were a part of. I shared this story with you all the other day, and you actually didn't know this, So we were talking to a few different churches at that time, a couple back in Florida where I'm from, another one in Colorado, another out west. And so as we're having these conversations, and we were talking to Blackhawk too about the college and young adult ministry position that you had. And so I was talking with other senior leaders from other churches and, and asking them where they could see God taking the church in the future. Every one of them had an answer as to where they thought that God was taking them and they felt like the direction was clear in the way they should go. Well, at that same time, my mother-in-law, your administrative assistant, uh, who invited you to our wedding, because we didn't know you at the time, uh, <laughs> she sent me a cassette tape of your message at Monona Terrace, because back then, Black Hawk had a thriving cassette tape ministry, because that was the thing. <laughs> So she sends me this cassette tape. I put it in my Walkman, put the little (laughs) headphones on, and I go for a run, and I listen to this message where Chris is talking about the future is a fog. And it was like, God, I felt like he spoke to me in that moment saying, that's the guy you need to follow. The guy who's willing to say, I don't know where I'm going, but I know that we are grounded in the right place. I mean, the way that I remember it in my mind is the future is a fog, but our foundation is firm. And that was where I knew, yeah, this is the direction I need to go. It's the reason why our family landed here. Yeah. So, and yeah, that right. has been the truth about Blackhawk Church the entire time that I've been here. We don't know what we're doing. Yeah. That's right. That's right. You know, it's funny. Like I know. Yeah. I mean, we've been in these conversations. You you both yeah. have been there. We have other pastors who come in because they see what God's done, and they're going, "This is amazing." What are you all doing? We go, "We don't know what we're doing." They think we're being humble.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and then right. they come right. here,
0: and after a couple days, they're like, "You really don't know what you're doing."
1: I know. That's right. I know. Pastors uh, ask me different questions about. What should they do in their churches and stuff like that in their ministry? And I go, and I, thanks for thinking that I knew the answer to that. Because <laughs> I don't know, really. Yeah. Yeah. It's, okay. So,
0: so so that leads into another question. Um, and that is, and I've had this conversation with so many people during this transition is that when people think of Chris Dolson, one of the first things that comes to mind is humility. So when they think of the Dolsons as a couple, they just think humility. Um, now I know it's an, always an awkward thing to think about or to talk about because as soon as we say, "Yeah, you're humble. Why?" Yeah, yeah, it's so like, "Well, now yeah. let me tell you about my humility." Yeah, yeah, right,
1: so <laughs> hey, but let me wh- preach about my humility. <laughs> yeah, well wow.
0: But why? How did humility become such a value for you
1: all? Yeah. So it is. It's really embarrassing, uh, and so yeah, it's a big value in our home because if I was not, like, she would put me in my place pretty quickly <laughs> <laughs> but it's so. not
2: just that i mean it's it's just understanding
1: yeah for me humility is not something that i strive for to me it's a function of truth and reality so the truth of the matter is it is because of god's grace it's not because of me i really believe that mm-hmm. so yeah. it's really uh to me Humility is like you're shooting for humility. I would say, like, don't do that. Just shoot for reality. Mm. So reality is you are a mist. People are going to forget who you are. Like, awesome. Hey, I'm a big deal. No, actually, you're not. Yeah. You're going to be forgotten. Yeah. And that's actually true. That'll be true for me. It's true for other leaders. And so that's the reality of the situation. Mm. And uh, to me, I can't, I think... Um, It's awkward to talk about it, actually. Humility
2: is just a function of um, being truthful.
1: Being truthful and realizing that's a good word. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The problem uh, is that when you know this, we didn't uh, talk about this earlier, but if I would have come out of seminary and come to a place like this, and the and the thing would have gone like that, that would have been very difficult, Mm. very difficult spiritually for a leader to to experience that. But because I was doing the same thing, it, we knew it wasn't us. Yeah. So um, when leaders start looking at what goes on around them and goes, look at me, look at me, look at me, that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> because God opposes the proud. He gives grace to the humble. Mm. And it's like, it's, that's a repeated phrase throughout the Bible. And, I, and I, it's like, okay. So I'm always saying to the staff, <laughs> okay, so if it gets to be like Blackhawk this, Blackhawk this, Black hawk this, I'm like... <clears throat> Stop that, mm. because we don't want God against us now. Dude. That's like a basic Christian thing, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, don't, we want God on our side. Right. So once it's about you, and once it's about your brand, and once it's about celebrity stuff, then you have a problem, mm-hmm. and that is Yahweh, and he's actually opposed to that. So let's keep God on our side. That's good. And so <laughs> good we need to practice yeah. humility. That's
0: good. Yeah, that's that's actually, good. Those are yeah. good words. Okay, I want to I change directions just a little bit. Um, Becky, uh, so the last two weeks we've had a chance to hear Chris uh, speak on whatever it was that he wanted to. He's given messages to our church. If you haven't had a chance to be able to hear those yet, you need to go back and, and listen to them. But I wanted to ask Becky, okay, if, if you were going to preach, if you were going to give a last message to Blackhawk, what would you say?
2: I already did. I help, I help write those last words. Okay, time. all right, <laughs> that's true,
0: that's
1: true. It's true, good words, good words. Every, Thank you every very talk very I ever give, yeah, it goes, she vets that talk for You two yeah. work, I,
0: and yeah, I know that. We're
2: a good team. Yeah. yeah right. Yes, yeah. absolutely.
0: Right, yeah. Rachel yeah. and I, we do the same thing. Anytime yes. that I'm speaking, it comes from her yeah. just as much as it does from me. But any words that you would want to share with the church here?
2: Well, just kind of a continuation of the theme that it's all about god it's it's his desire to do things in the church that have caused things to happen and i just i'm just blown away that the god of the universe chooses to use any of us at all i mean and god's ways are so different than ours i mean it's just amazing and so there's this verse that i just love from isaiah 55 8 through 11 Um, And it goes like this, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty. And this is the the key. But it will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purposes for which I sent it. Mm. And that's, that just is so amazing. Like all of us, we're not special. The people in the Bible that God used, nobody's special. It's just that God decides he's going to do a work at a certain time and he's going to for some unknown reason, it just amazes me he chooses to use us. But mm. he uses people to accomplish his mm. purpose. And I just want to encourage all of you to, you know, quit thinking that God can't use you. God is the powerful God of the universe. And he will do what he wants to do. And he'd love to use you in that area.
1: Yeah,
2: like you, I mean, I was with you in Shreveport. I yeah. know <laughs> that this has all been things that God has decided to do
1: she really believes that she's like if if he if he can use you <laughs> he can You've do anything that. you know that kind of thing so yeah that's good that's really good yeah.
0: what have uh what have been some <laughs> highlights that we can... yeah. sorry we, <laughs> we, we won't get into our fun. personal <laughs> right? yeah, that's right. that's that's Probably a right. good idea yeah. what have been for both of you highlights
1: yeah so that's hard. that's hard i mean twenty seven years here um I mm-hmm. think Uh, Highlights would totally uh, be about the way God has used us in the transformation process of people. So it's really, when I think about highlights, I just think about individual people Mm. that I've seen their lives just kind of completely transform. I mean, like you're you're one of them. (laughs) So uh, just to see your life uh, transform. And for those of us in this room, uh, so the two people that led worship in here today, so uh, Joel, he... He didn't come to Madison to be a part of Blackhawk. He came to get his Ph.D. In, in chemistry. Yes. Did you ever? Joel's a pretty smart guy. Yeah. So and uh, uh, before he finished his Ph.D., he he was volunteering. And he wanted to step up and be. I remember meeting him at a restaurant and saying to, uh, saying to him, no, you don't. <laughs> Stay in chemistry. Stay in chemistry. <laughs> and uh, actually tried to talk him out of it. But he felt God. So it's just to see the transformation. And then a few years later, uh, Joel and I take this uh, college graduate hannah sartori and her name's bussy now and we bring her over to this facility what's actually being built and we just you know the workmen everywhere and we just look at this room and we go yeah you could be leading worship in there you could lead worship for everything and all of it and she's this tremendous worship leader now Mm. that we see so when i see and it's not just staff but it's just everybody that you see god's transforming power in their lives and it just happens all the time. I'm always, yesterday I went to Juneteenth mm-hmm. and uh, somebody came up to me and they say, hey, Black Hawk, Pastor Chris, you know, and I don't know who they are. And so I'm thinking, you know, hi, help me with your name. And then they just volunteer a story. Like mm. we've been coming for 10 years and God used you to transform our family. Mm. And I came to Christ and it's like, oh my gosh, the stories just go on and on and on. Like yeah. That. yeah. Thank you. Anything you would add?
2: Well, I just want to add to that just a little bit. It's not just the transformed lives, but the the volunteers that do all the work. Mm. At, at I mean, how many yeah. pre-COVID did it take? Yeah, to...
1: on a normal yeah. Sunday to make all the sites and venues happen, five hundred. It takes five hundred people to Blackhawk black happen, and people love. But they want they want to serve. Yeah, they want to do that. Yeah, right.
2: Their lives are transformed, and and people are just being involved in helping God accomplish His purposes. Mm. The other, another highlight for me would be um, the Meet the Dolcens that we did at our house. Just, it was, um, you know, people thought it was so nice of me to open up the house and have people come in, and they thought it was for them, but it was really for me, because (laughs) I loved hearing the stories that people would share about how they found Blackhawk, how they've been coming to Blackhawk, and it wasn't to make us feel better, it was just, Sometimes being in ministry gets hard, and so those stories that people would share would make me go, ha, ah, that's what God's doing. Yeah. It's, it's worth it.
1: Yeah, it's constant life transformation. We're in a life group, Sunshine and I. Our life group's like sitting right here on the front row. That's here. right. And uh, we have developed incredible friendships over the years. And uh, just to see in our lives change and mm. the lives of our children, it's really, we're not making widgets here. Yeah. So we're, we're in the business of life transformation. And uh, people's lives change for eternal Mm -hmm. (laughs) eternity. Mm -hmm. And uh, so to me, that's the highlight. Yeah.
0: It's good. So, okay, on on the flip side of that, what over the 27 years, what's been most challenging?
1: Yeah, so uh, because this year is, we're still in it. So, this would, I would say, in 37 years of being a senior pastor, this has been the hardest year Mm. uh, for sure. Um, maybe it's just because we're going through it right now. But this year has been so hard, mm. so many different uh, things and decisions that we've had to make. Yes. And that uh, we know when we're making a decision, uh, some people are not going to like it. Some people are going to like it. And whether it doesn't matter. What if we could be talking about uh, what happened to George Floyd. We could be talking about masks, pandemic. Uh, we could be talking about, whatever. It's going to upset people.
0: Yeah, it's been a great year to co-pilot. Yeah. So <laughs> really, really fun, yeah, Absolutely. let me tell you. Yeah,
1: so, and we didn't know this was gonna happen, and it's like, so here's a metaphor that um, you know, I heard actually from a business leader here in the community, and I think it, I think it makes sense. It's like um, if you're flying a plane and we're doing a co-piloting, and all of a sudden you get shot at and there's shrapnel going around around your plane, the first thing you gotta do is you have to aviate and then you have to navigate and then you have to communicate. So you gotta fly the plane first. And when all this happened with COVID last year, it was hard, we went through a rough patch, you yes. and I. Yep. Cause like you jump in the co-pilot seat and I'm like, no, we, we don't, get back in your seat. Right, <laughs> right. Cause you're leading a site. <laughs> right. And I need you to get, I need you to lead that site cause we gotta fly the plane first. Yep. And then we gotta figure out where we're going and then we gotta communicate. And the, what people want, people want you to reverse that. They want you to communicate first. No, 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 no. We gotta fly the plane first. Mm. And mm. then we get around to communicating. When you know when you communicate, there's people in the plane not gonna like what you're saying. Mm. And yeah. that's, that's what we have been through this year. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, Becky,
0: anything you wanna add to?
2: Just, it, it, I, I would say out of, we were here for 27 years and Shreveport for 10 years. And I don't think it's just because we're still in it. I think it was the most difficult year of ministry. Mm, mm. And I'm really kind of excited about the timing of this transition. Mm. I mean, sorry for you, but...
1: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. Most difficult year here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What a lovely gift. Yeah, there you go. That's
1: right. Yeah. Awesome.
0: So, yeah, that's good. Okay. But in it, okay, it has been challenging, but what have been the silver linings?
1: Yeah, so... (laughs) blackhawk church yeah I mean unbelievable the way you guys have come through just remember back in March of 2020 and what's happening with the economy with everything nobody knew where anything was gonna go and in terms of like being there for us and being a generous church oh my gosh you guys have really come forward I mean we didn't know what would happen to uh, anything around here whether we were even keep employees or not and right. because you guys gave unbelievable amount of generosity, we just think this church has just really blown me away in terms of just generosity and not just keeping like the budget going and stuff like that, no. which we have done, but it, I mean, it's the giving towards other people, other organizations. People have no idea how many organizations we support.
0: Yeah. yeah. It was really amazing when we heard from Susan Demel, our director of Impact, local and global, when she gave us the list of all of the different ministries and nonprofits we were able to help out, that we were able to give to this past year during the pandemic. So look at these lists. There's actually that. And so you're looking at all of those names. And if we can, I mean, go ahead, click to the next one because there's not, I mean, those are all different organizations, ministries and nonprofits that we've been able to give to because at a time where the world was saying hit pause, our church hit play. And people continued to give. And so, and and some of this was from things like Love Madison and Advent Conspiracy, but much of it was just from our general fund, mm-hmm. from the fact of what we set up on a regular basis, being able to continue to give. So to all of you who are in the game with us, thank you, thank you, thank you, Amen. thank you, thank you. So it's yeah, yeah. so great. It's amazing to see what God's done. And let me just say, if you're If you're not in the game right now, let me just just encourage you uh, to consider getting in the game with us because, look, there there are pros and cons about being a part of a large church. But one of the great things about being a part of a large church is that we have the opportunity, when, when, when God is leading us, we have the opportunity to come together and to lock arms and make a big difference, not just in our city, but in the world. And so I just want to encourage you, if, you've, if you haven't hit that place, to, man, get in the game with us that particular way. So
1: Yeah, that's a huge highlight. It's that's been incredible. amazing yeah. seeing what God has done. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay, any other, any other wow moments? Yeah. Any moments where you're just like, yeah. man, God is amazing? Yeah,
1: so uh, again. Um, so many. So many. So let me just, uh, this is another life transformation kind of story. So I'll share this because people can understand who I'm talking about. So my uh, mentor is uh, a guy named Haddon Robinson. He passed away a few years ago. Haddon was this like, great leader of uh, preachers and stuff like that. So he had a best friend named Bruce Welk. He was this great Hebrew scholar, has a PhD from Harvard, stuff like that. So um, I finished uh, a doctorate with uh, Haddon, and uh, we decided that we would get a bunch of us together, and half of our class was from Canada. So we would get together, and like, we'd go through a book of the Bible and learn kind of how to preach it. So our very first time was in the summer of 2000. And Haddon chose a camp uh, four hours north of Toronto in the middle of the woods. Uh, so I go up there with our class and stuff like that. And so Bruce Walkie preaches, or he teaches on Proverbs, and then Haddon talks about how to preach it. It's great. So we had to make a run into town one day, and uh, I decided to make that run. And Bruce, Doc, Dr. Walkie, went with me, and it's like just be an honor to. Beauty, He's like a legend. Mm. So I'm like riding in the North Woods mm. in Canada. <laughs> and so Bruce Malky looks at me and he goes, Mr. Dolson, where are you from? So I'm, I said, like, Madison, Wisconsin. Madison? One of my best students is in Madison, Wisconsin. <laughs> I'm thinking, whoa, 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 what's happening here? He went there to study under fox. Fox. Like, what, what is fox? That's like a little animal. I have no idea. I, I didn't know that Michael Fox who's like a Jewish rabbi and this brilliant Hebrew scholar, runs the Hebrew and Semitics department at UW-Madison. And these outstanding students come from all over, really, the world to study the Hebrew Bible under Michael Fox, which is a few miles from this church. And I'm like, I had no idea. And I thought, one of those students is in my church. I'm never preaching the Old Testament <laughs> <Yeah>. again, man. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, that's intimidating. Yep. So I said, What's this guy's name? He says, His name's Charles Yu. I'm thinking, oh, okay, who's Charles Hugh? So I go back to Madison, I go, who is Charles Hugh? So I meet Charles. And I met him because I'm riding in the North Woods. With this guy, Bruce Walkie, it's like, what in the world? It's a God thing. It's a total God thing. And then Charles, there's other students that come in, and Charles comes up and he says, you know, I think you should pay attention to Tim Mackey. He's kind of something. And I said, who's Tim Mackey? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's Jessica's husband. Because Jessica, his wife, worked for us. I could never remember Tim's name. It was always Jessica's husband, Jessica's husband, Jessica's husband. (laughs) So it's like, you know, you got to be kidding me. And Charles is going to be leading the teaching team. Yep. That's a, unbelievable, you yeah, guys. Yeah, so he's like, absolutely. he's like. We can clap for that yeah, one. Unbelievable. So, Charles, Charles is a published scholar. So, here's a book on the Old Testament that Charles and Bruce uh, put together. Together. So, you guys don't understand how unusual this is yep. to have someone like Charles be a, a part of your staff, right. uh, let alone kind of lead the teaching team. So. And you and I have just enjoyed working with him so much. Yeah, when you,
0: when you both came to Rachel and I and asked if we would consider being the senior pastor, I said, well, the first thing came out of my mouth was, I don't want to do this without Charles. Yeah. So for because God. of the yeah. role that he plays in this place, he is absolutely incredible. Yeah, So
1: let me just add to that. I know this isn't, we're, not script, we're off script here. We've been off script for a while. <laughs> uh, but we, uh, as a board of elders, we, we believe the same thing. But we didn't want to say that to Matt. We didn't want to say, and you must include Charles. So when you said, it has to be his idea. When he says, I don't want to do this without Charles. About the first thing he says, I'm saying in my mind, amen. God's mm. got the future. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yep. Amen. Yeah. So good. Okay. We're getting close to running out of time.
1: Okay.
0: So uh, we've got to keep, we, we're off script, which is great. I love it. Um, in, okay. So we're moving into a new season. And as we move into a new season, there are all kinds of people within our church who are trying to figure out, how do I navigate life in this season? How do I lead well? How do I navigate work life uh, for students, school life, family life, all of these things? Any advice that you would have just for people within our church?
1: Yeah, so I would say, you know, being a committed Christ follower is not about what you do on Sunday. It's about how you live your life Monday through Saturday, basically. So whatever you're doing, uh, do whatever you're doing for the Lord. Uh, that's Colossians 3. Mm-hmm. So here's uh, Colossians 3. Whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as everywhere. reward. It's the Lord Christ uh, you're serving. So Paul writes that to actually slaves in Colossae. So if it's true for... Slaves who had the most menial tasks. Mm. So whatever you're doing, whatever you're involved in, it's you're in the ministry. That's why I'm. Mm. When people look at us as being well, we're in the ministry. That's that's not biblical. Mm. The Bible teaches that you're actually our job as pastors is to equip people <laughs> to do the work of the ministry. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, do that work as you're like working for the Lord. That'd be the first piece of advice. Mm. And I think the second piece of advice I would give to people is that people have this idea that life is about a bunch of big decisions that we have to make. Yeah. Like, who am I going to marry, where am I going to go to school, and all that. And I just like push back and say life's not about big decisions, it's about all the millions of small decisions that we make. Decisions, 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 all these little decisions they turn around and make. Oh, so mm, that's good. what are you watching this evening? Who are you listening to? Who do you hang around? All those kind of things. Mm. If you make those kind of decisions that are godly decisions, that turns around and makes you into the kind of person God wants you to be. Mm. It's being first. Mm. Who are you as a person? And then what you do after that, uh, God can, he'll take care of that. Becky, what would you add? I
2: think I would add that, you know, some of the decisions that you make should be to make church a priority in your life. I mean, it's just, It seems like it would be common sense, but a lot of people get caught up. Uh, Back in the old, old days, we were part of a life group, and then it kind of disbanded, and then I was just kind of like going along in life. And I realized I just need to be with other believers. Now, I know with COVID and everything that's going on, it's not possible for everybody to come back to the building, but you need to be with other believers. Make that a priority in your life. So I, I then it, it, eventually sought out a life group, and
1: yeah, and in the life group, you could be honest yep. about the struggles that you mm. were having in your own marriage. Yeah, <laughs> with the, this guy. <laughs> yeah, and so, and our life group just thought that was so that that she had a safe place. Yeah, that she had a safe place. The life group actually had to vote as to whether or not I could actually join the life group or not. <laughs> That's a good decision. Be, yeah, be, because they saw how important it was for sunshine to have a safe place to yeah. be. But it's yeah.
2: important for everybody to be able to have a safe place where they feel like they can be real and be themselves. Mm. Yeah, where
1: you can mm. be honest about, I'm yeah. struggling right now in my marriage. I'm struggling with raising my children. I'm struggling. My I don't believe God exists. Can, or is there a place where you can go to actually be real yeah. with people? Yeah. That's good.
0: All right. Any other advice?
1: Yeah. I'm not sure.
2: Um, yeah. This is this is kind of awkward because Matt didn't really want us to go there is
0: right but I'm letting you go there. You're
2: letting me go there. My advice, my hope for the church is that you would follow Matt. Matt is an excellent leader and just as we talked about it's because of God's grace that any of this happened and Chris is humble, Matt's humble. This is this is the time for the church to decide this is the guy we're going to follow because he's in a fog too, but he's definitely building on the foundation.
1: Yeah. Matt didn't want to, when we practiced this, Matt didn't want us to say this because it's embarrassing. But, but I'm I, not the senior pastor yeah, yet, so yeah, I don't get to right, make that right. decision. So so um, if we're guilty of anything at Blackhawk and leadership, it's overthinking things. And uh, we didn't just flip a coin and decide this. I hired Matt, uh, you know, in 2000 and he, He has proven himself, you guys, as a leader, as someone who goes through the most difficult things and comes out on the other side, and uh, we believe in in this guy. As he follows Christ, you guys follow Matt, and you're going to be in good shape. Mm. Absolutely. Mm, Thanks. 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 All right. All right.
0: I'm going to climb into this chair now and disappear for a while. So um, we're out of time. If, if, for any of you, if you'd be interested in hearing a longer conversation with Chris and Becky on our podcast this, this past week, uh, Tiffany Malloy and Chris Kopp, two of our, <laughs> our pastors on staff, had a chance to be able to uh, interview them. So, if you'd like to hear that on our podcast, you can check that out. So, but uh, I'm, we're going to close out now. But Becky, I'm wondering if you would be willing to uh, just to pray for us okay. and uh, pray for our church.
2: Okay. Father God, I just thank you that you are the one who spoke and created the universe. You are the mighty God, and you are in charge of all things. I thank you that for some reason you choose to use any of us, and I just thank you for all that you have accomplished, your (coughs) desires through this church, and I pray that you would continue to be able to use it to bring about your purposes, and your desires, and we just thank you so much for all that you have done and all that you will do in the future, that we don't know what it is, but we know who it is. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Thanks, you guys. Love you both a lot. So, hey, can we give Chris and Becky a round of applause right now?